What is wrong with you, man? Like, look, I think you're a funny guy, but then I hear you're selling Judgment Day merch in the parking lot. That, at some point, it's not funny anymore, and the crew is not happy, but this is embarrassing. Dog, I'm getting this on wholesale, flipping it, and selling it below stop, retail. Stop, stop. Look, enough's enough. At some point, we gotta get serious here. Hey. Uh, yeah, that's serious. What's this for? That's your cut, DP. Every member of Judgment Day gonna get their cut. Hey, I even got t-shirts made for my boys Tom and Nick Mysterio. Tom and Nick. Is Nick okay? I can't find him on Facebook. All right, Truth. Sell the merch. Just don't be too loud about it. The rest of the crew, they're really not happy with you. Appreciate you, though. Hey, last thing. Tonight's match, you don't tag in. Don't tag in? Don't tag in. Oh, <laughs> gotcha! Don't tag in. I got it. Hey, take one for the road. Hello, friends, listeners, and newcomers. It's me, Eric B., and I am the Raw Dog. And I am here with my fellow Raw Dog, I guess you could say. A lot of people always say that all the time, so it's a little bit confusing. But this is the Draw Straws Review here on Sunday night's main event radio network. I am joined by Randy C., my compatriot, my co-battler in arms. Randy, say hello to everybody. Woo, 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 woo. That was weak. Hey, everybody, <laughs> it's me, Randy C. And welcome to Draw Straws Raw. Hi, Eric. I hope everybody's good today. And as usual, Draw Straws Raw is powered by podstars.net. Get ready mm. to take your podcasting career to the next level with www.podstars.net. Join Podstars now and start exploring all they have to offer. You will not want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to elevate your podcasting career and be part of an exciting community. That's www.podstars.net. We are also powered by Destiny Wrestling. It's official. The indie god Matt Cardona will square off against Tarek in the main event of Reckless February 24th in Oshawa at the Children's Arena. We are also powered by the Buffalo Bills because you know why, Eric? The Bills make us want to shout. The Bills make me want to shout. Yes, we are powered by the Buffalo Bills because they are amazing and the Dallas Cowboys aren't. And last but not least, we are powered by Chiquita Bananas. Why, Minoro? Monkeys never cups. No, they never cramp. Holy crow, that was a mouthful. How are you this week, Eric? Oh, I'm good. And you know, you know who also never cramps? Josh Allen, apparently, on his ridiculous plus 50-yard touchdown, rushing touchdown, which was literally the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen on television. Um, 
besides, of course, you know, the Dallas Cowboys fans actually believing that Dallas had a chance to come back and win that game. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. We are living in an Arctic tundra here where we are on this side of the world. So wherever you are, I hope that you're a lot warmer because my Lord, it has been so cold this week. I have my Greyhound. I got to winterize him every single time that I go out. It's hilarious. He's got these long boots that I can definitely relate to like what a stripper would wear that he wears on his four legs. It's friggin' funny. A jacket, a toque. My dog hates me. Um, but you know what? I hate this weather even more. And that's why I will make a quick announcement here that I will be heading to the sunny land of Mexico for uno week, one week. Um, and uh, we're going to do something fun for you guys while I'm away. Um, so look forward to that and look forward to the announcement. But we are definitely going to keep you guys powered with some draw straws action. Randy, it was a good week, man. I mean, I can't complain. Um there was delays and everything, delays to the Bills game. We thought that game was never going to happen. I'm sure by now everybody has seen on the internet, even the Kansas City Chiefs game. Do you know that they were keeping the drinks warm by having them in the fridge? Exactly. As soon as they took the drinks out of the fridge, they froze instantly. I see people trying to get a beer, and that thing is just slushed out in about 30 seconds. So, man, to think that, first of all, I could even withstand being at a football game in minus 23 weather. Um, wow, that'd be crazy. And I definitely don't think I would have a cold drink. Randy, what would be your beverage of choice if you were at the Bills game this weekend? Uh, probably uh, rum and coke. Um, <laughs> probably a uh, nice cold beer in the slice of beer. I I. I would definitely enjoy it. I went to, this was years ago. This was in my teens. So the last times the Bills were really relevant and did a heavy playoff run, um, I was at Joe Montana's last game um, when he was with the Raiders, and it was just ridiculous. I think we talked about this before anyways. Mm -hmm. But, yes. uh, but uh, yeah, just it, 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 was, it was nuts. And, uh, yeah, would I do it again? Most definitely. But now that I'm 52 and my back hurts and I'm kind of grumpy and I enjoy it um, on my nice uh, couch or comfortable chair, um, watching it at home with TV, enjoying any kind of beverage I want and some nachos. Mm -hmm. I had, you know what I had? This is definitely what? not me. Last night, I, I watched the game and enjoyed a nice salad. Wish watching the Bills game. <laughs> yeah, look at Eric laughing. That is not me. And then they Rand, Randy had a salad bar set up for the football game. Yeah, you know, he had his classic snack foods ready to go. He had that lettuce, maybe a little bit of thinly shaved carrots, depending on what type of salad he wanted to have. A little bit of Caesar dressing. Who knows? We, yeah. we don't know what Randy's into when it comes to salad because we've never talked about salad. It's always about the beef. That's We're it. always talking about stew. Um, I thought Randy was entirely powered by Stu, and and that's about it. But yeah, man, it's so cold. Honestly, that's like all I can think about. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, it's really cold outside, and it's going to be cold again. And I spent, um, because it also rained, weirdly enough, during this snowstorm and snowfall, the ice froze over, and I spent about two hours yesterday in my driveway chipping away thick blocks of ice right. <laughs> just so you know god forbid if anybody comes knocking at my door trying to sell me a new cell phone or internet plan they don't slip and fall and try to sue me for five million dollars um 
because I'm just going to be honest. I don't have it. I don't have it, Randy. Uh, Draw Straws does not pay nearly well enough for me to take care of that. There you go. Like a nose, <laughs> nose, nose run and feet do smell. Yes, it was cold. Um, I went to Welland, but you want to talk about different worlds. So, yes, yes, we were cold here and we had a little snow. On Saturday, I went to Welland. When after we hit Burlington and hit the Skyway Bridge, it was mm. like a whole new world going into Welland. You couldn't see two feet in front of you, so on and so forth. Going there and yeah, coming man. back, it was ridiculous. Um, but it yeah. was there all day Saturday and then came back. But uh, yeah, no, it was a weird, cold weekend here in Ontario. Uh, I guess all over the northwestern, eastern, sorry, northeast. No, it's north central. Right. Yeah. Honestly, when you think about it, you saw so many cancellations of flights, people not being able to make it to shows. Um, We saw, you know, the the great grand return of TNA over the weekend as well, um, which by now I'm sure you guys, if you do listen to the network, you've heard me on the main show, give my piece about it. So we won't talk about that for too much um, because this is a show about Monday Night Raw. Yes. And we're here to talk about Jinder Mahal, aren't we, Randy? This is Jinder's week. Randy, I gotta before we get into this, I gotta ask you. When we talked about Jinder Mahal and Seth freaking Rollins last week, did you think in your right mind that we could have got into the hype that we got this week about this match? The wrestling world is crazy. <laughs> it is absolutely crazy. And from a competitor owner to put a tweet out. And Jinder Mahal to get the support in the cheers, the cheers as he entered the building. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just tells you what bizarre world the wrestling world can be in. Jinder Mahal getting cheers. Our truth selling is much more than CM Punk. And <laughs> I think like who would have dunk? Eh? Who would have dunk? Um Definitely, they did. They're they're, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Yeah. Or we are all money handing out zombies to these people, and uh, they're 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 channeling us. It, it is a weird world, but yes, it, you had a feeling that gender has a chance. Absolutely, and um, a good friend of mine told me, "Listen, wrestling isn't." driven by trends but i have to disagree with that entirely right when we see things trend in a certain direction it's kind of hard for companies to avoid it and in this case you know tony khan's simple tweet about gender mahal made him the most talked about wrestler in 2024 i know that we are two weeks in people but that is crazy that is definitely not on anybody's bingo card no, for this not year. at all <laughs> not at all but yeah, like you said, a good week overall in wrestling, like a lot of cancellations. Like we definitely seen it on Raw tonight before we go into it um, yeah. that you can see that people probably might have been missing. But even all over the the states, like uh, flights were delayed. People weren't showing up. Replacements had to be made in all wrestling companies. Um, Absolutely. Uh, poor David Brightly got stuck in Knoxville, Tennessee with a certain gentleman. I'm not going to mention his name because it's not worth it. So David, I'm sorry that you got stuck there an extra four days. So not just wrestling talent all over the world, the, the mega stars of the UK get stuck in a, in a place where they don't want to be, but yes, weather was so Ginger Mahal, our truth and weather were the stories of the week in the wrestling world. 
yeah, honestly, Weather is definitely like the world champion of all wrestling promotions this week. On it is undefeated by all wrestling promotions. It is mentioned numerous times during the broadcast too about how light the crowd is and from anybody that I know that lives in the Little Rock, Arkansas area, tons of them were not able to make it to the show. They just did not want to risk the drive. The snow was crazy. And it's just been a crazy week. So, yeah, you know, Randy, let's get into some Monday Night Raw. You ready to go or what? Let's do it. All right. Well, Seth Rollins didn't care about the weather. He didn't care about the safety of his daughter either because he showed up with his daughter there at the arena. He said, screw these roads. Screw the safety of my child. And uh, this is definitely the debut of Seth Rollins' uh, daughter on TV. Maybe a future female world champion. Oh, man, I can't even think about that. I'm 39 years old. I can't think about how old I would be when that would happen. As Randy mentioned, we see Jinder Mahal getting driven in for his title match to a chorus of cheers. Cheers for Jinder Mahal. I love it. But Raw is going to start off with, proper sorry, with Cody Rhodes making his way to the ring and trying to tell us a little bit more about his story. Wow, I am looking forward to this, Randy. Cody asked Little Rock what they want to talk about. And much to my amazement, he doesn't get to do it because Drew McIntyre is here. He's in his black leather coat and kilt combo, which means he means business. Drew is still not a heel, though, Randy. Honestly, Drew is like still on the cusp of being something. Like you can't consider him a heel, can you? Yeah, you can consider him a mid carder with all the losses that he's had as of late. But I don't know under the heel or face, it doesn't make a difference. But yeah. yes, I, I guess you cannot consider him a heel realistically. No, you make a really good point too of all of these losses because even during this speech with Cody, he talks about how Cody wants to be a world champion and. You know, when he left the company, um, when they were the dashing ones and tag title holders together, when he left the company, he wanted the most for Cody. And, you know, he wanted him to come back and be a world champion. But Drew's already done it twice. But to your point, you know, what wins does he have recently to actually yeah. back those words up? Uh, he mentions that Cody will be the first member of his family to raise the championship. And he will finish his story, but not before Drew finishes his Drew wants to give Cody some advice. Just be yourself, bro. No suits, no smiles. That's it. You know, he wants to see the real Cody. And uh, Cody talks about stepping up, then steps directly towards Drew right in his face. And I love it at some point, too, because Drew's like, if you want to deal with someone, you bring them out and you knock them on your arse. I love it when Drew says arse. He gets away with it. You know, the accent allows him to get away with it, Randy. And it's yes. great. But again, Drew wonders if this is the real Cody. And if it wasn't for Damian Priest, Drew would be the world champ. And they wouldn't even be talking right now. Cody is standing in his way, and he will get eaten alive. He's on a different level. Again, Randy, I'm like, with all of these losses you've had recently, how are we even trying to believe that this is going to be a possibility here? Cody goes ahead and drops a lot of ifs, you know, what if CM Punk wins? What if Damian Priest wins? What if Jey Uso wins the Royal Rumble? There's a lot going on here. The difference is that Drew wants this for Cody. He wants a win for Cody. And he wants him to finish his story. He, But when he thinks about finishing his story, he looks in two different places. His heart and the crowd. He needs the crowd's um, support. support to be able to finish this story. And Drew could really give a damn about any of that 
Ultimately, Cody mentions, listen, between the last time that two of us fought, who won the match? A decent little opening here between these two. I felt like it was a little dragged on. Um, and I just felt like it was almost a little unnecessary leading up to the rumble here because it seems like they're almost trying to set up a program between the two of them. And I just don't see any time between now and then, right? Especially if Cody is going to be the one that potentially wins this rumble. What do you think, Randy? When Drew said about the stories and his stories, uh, his story should finish first before Cody's. I thought in the back of my head and I looked up at the ceiling and it reminded me of a little clip that uh, I've watched a lot as of late. It's of a little child sitting back seat in a car and him going, a bullshit, That's exactly what I thought. Um, we see this was the start of one of the things that I'm not understanding on how they're trying or they how they still see that a guy that loses all the time relevant and especially yeah. against like does this never mind Jinder Mahal I'm not saying anything about Jinder but does this actually hinder Cody going into a program like this one um the gentleman that we're going to talk about in the future Shinsuke Nakamura Cody just went over two yes. now is it going to be Drew McIntyre like guys yeah. that are on losing streaks how does that make Cody stronger so I, I I didn't real like understand it really. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think that the internet wrestling community is also starting to see that with you know the Shinsuke's and the Drews of the world. How can you be a formidable opponent if you can't win a match? Right. If you can't, you know, get through one chapter, how do you think you're going to finish the entire story? And I don't even know what Drew's story is. I don't think Drew has a story. Right, so you choose really your own know. adventure. <laughs> there's no relate to you to your point exactly there's no real direction here right it's almost like the internet's going to choose what's next for drew just kind of like we chose what's going on with the ginger mahal so <laughs> anyways yeah i i thought it was a little bit just dragged out but what wasn't dragged out and what is amazing is we go backstage and R-Truth is chilling. He's got a stack of shirts and a stack of money. Damien Priest comes in and says, listen, you got to stop selling our merch. This has to end. And he's pissed. But as soon as Truth finally says, look, I'm making hella money and everyone's getting their cut. And he hands over the cash to Damien Priest and Priest almost smiles and laughs. <laughs> he's just he loves the get. We all love this so much. All the talent on the roster love this so much. And you know what's the best part about all of this, Randy? I don't know if you've seen the shirt yet, but yeah. there is an official R-Truth Tom and Nick Mysterio shirt at WWE.com slash fanatics. <laughs> you can go out there and you can buy it right now. <laughs> yes, I've seen on our YouTube page your short when it broke up. It's the three amigos. It's R-Truth with uh tom dom and uh, tom and nick tom yes. and nick tom, tom and, nick. and nick. he's like is, and even at this point he's like is nick okay i haven't seen yeah. him in a little while can't nick find him on like, facebook <laughs> priest is like nick <laughs> can't find him on facebook it's the best it yeah. is honestly the best um so please continue with this and we are going to continue this story which is great First match of the night though is going to be diy versus dom mysterio not tom not nick and JD McDonough and Randy, I gotta say before we get into it that we really peaked very early tonight on Raw. 
disagree or agree with me. I totally agree. Totally right. agree on this. This, this is, is absolutely the peak. <laughs> this is the peak, man. This is 20 minutes of peak wrestling. It's great. Johnny Gargano getting some much-deserved love from the crowd. They love Johnny wrestling. He's going to start off the match with J.D. McDonough. They work a symphony of lockups and wrist locks um, until Johnny hits his first high spot, which is a hurricane to toss J.D. to the outside of the ring. Falls up by hitting the ropes, but Dom holds the ropes, and Gargano tumbles outside to join with J.D. McDonough. In comes Champa to knock off Dom from the apron, then core screws over the top rope onto Dom with a crossbody. Gargano then sends JD over the announce table. DIY is on fire as we head into the first break here. Second segment of the match is really a story of Gargano being denied that tag to Champa. I think that they do this so much in wrestling, but for whatever reason, this segment, it was just done so proper because it was at least two or three times where you're like, okay, he's finally going to get to him, and he's denied again, right? So when they finally are finished teasing it, and they finally get Champa into the ring, it actually is a good payoff, at least for me as a viewer. That's my opinion. Now Champa is double-handling both JD and Dom. Double clothesline sends Dom out. A reverse DDT follows up to JD for the cover, but Champa cannot get the pin there, just the two count. Champa lifts up JD with double underhooks, He's going for it, but JD slips out. Gargano gets in, and they double team, and Dom gets stacked up for the pin, getting the one to the two, but JD comes and breaks up the pin, so they can't finish it. Gargano and Dom each go for a tab. Tag, sorry. They get it. JD and Champa meet in the middle, duck under the ropes. A Spanish fly from JD. A moonsault is then followed by JD. JD looks really good in this match, too. I got to throw that out there, but he can't get the three count with this. Gargano kicks to break it up. That's why. Dom runs in, tries for a 619. Gargano catches his feet. Champa then kicks Dom out of the ring. This leads to JD trying to go for the pin. Champa hits his DDT. Tag to Johnny. Meet in the middle. One, two, three. Randy, DIY is getting that fucking push, bud. They are finally getting the push. Well, early, really early, actually. What we're thinking that we're talking about in the past with the yeah. matching little garb there and uh, looking really good. Yes, you're right with Johnny Gargano um, pulling off that uh, hot tag spot um, mm. continuously through, uh, I think it was almost like two segments at the end of the one through the commercial yes. break and through another. Um, yeah. But you are right too, JD. I'm not saying just in this match, but JD is such a star on every week that he's there. He sells yeah. great. His facial expressions, the way he moves, the way he wrestles, he's absolutely great. It's funny though because again, with these camera angles, when JD looks bigger than Johnny Gargano, there's something wrong with the TV angle. Don't do that. <laughs> but other than that, what a great match! What a peak! to monday night raw and we're only 40 minutes in seriously after that it was really hard to watch but good point too about the matching garb as soon as they came out i was like that is almost identical to the new top picks elite gear that logan paul wears like yes. it looked exactly yeah. logan paul it was ma as maverick as maverick can be right it was like blue and yellow i think the wording for diy was even the, even same, the same as the yeah. one that they used for logan paul so they're definitely getting that push. They look good. Hey, man, two wins in a row for DIY. That's big. That's a big deal here. 
All right. Uh, talking about, I guess, somewhat related to DIY backstage, we have Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae, and they're telling Adam Pierce that 2024 is going to be their year. It's funny because there's a vignette, and, you know, much to my delight, Candice does mention, she's like, since we've been on Raw, hasn't really worked out for us. Not so much. <laughs> no, <laughs> so not, much. not at all. But anyways, after they're talking with Adam there, it brings in Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, who are now just going to be the you know, the delegated jobbers of the female tag division, it seems. They want to come in. They deserve a rematch. Pierce makes the obvious tag match. And guess what? That's up next. Wow. Randy, are you excited for this? I know I am. Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin versus Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Let's just fast forward to the end here because we pretty much got there in about two minutes. Piper tries for a crossbody, but Indy dodges her. Tag to Candice LeRae. Green tries for her unprettier. Indy grabs her, hands her over the ropes, and holds on as Candace hits a lion salt. Cover for one, two, three. Um, honestly, Randy, it, it seems like, at the very least, it seems like they are trying to build these women up, and they are trying to build up the female tag division. I don't know if this was a match that did that, but it looks like they are trying. 100% Candice LeRae with the floating feather lion salt, I will call it the floating feather um, with the bin. Yes, it was two minutes long and it was real quick. Um, anytime DIY is on TV, you know, Candice and India are close behind, obviously, because of the relationship or whatever it may be. But it was yeah. good. It was good to see them win. It was good to see WWE actually give a little gamble, a little roll of the dice with yeah. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. You know what else? You know what else is a good little like roll of the dice or like what's that? The North Northern Toronto auction. Play sponsored ad here. Are you in the market for a used vehicle for your family or business? North Toronto Auction hosts public auctions twice a month and everyone's invited. Hundreds of cars, trucks, SUVs, commercial vehicles, and heavy equipment are available. Plus, travel trailers, motorcycles, snowmobiles, ATVs, and more. View the entire selection at NorthTorontoAuction.com. Bid online or bid in person. Bid on items from government agencies, financial companies, fleet managers, car dealers, and public consigners. For more information, visit us online at NorthTorontoAuction.com. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, yes, smart, but you're, you're a smart man, Randy. You're I didn't say it properly, though. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. Candice Lorraine and Indy Hartwell with win number one of 2024. Can they continue? I think it's win number one since they've been on the main roster for each of them. Right. I think that both of them have just been on a losing streak. Don't quote me on that. I'm sure somebody's yeah. going to bring up cage match. It seems like since. 2004 but yeah i think yeah you're absolutely <laughs> correct all righty there we go well we come back and it's going to be gunther and ludwig kaiser they're here imperium is here minus vinci of course he's still you know got his head a little bit rattled but gunther is here to remind everyone about one thing last year he entered the rumble number one made it all the way to the end and this time he's going to win it all you know what, Randy? I have said a couple of times that I think that Gunther could potentially win this all. I have said that. I am on paper saying that. So if it happens, I don't know what I get, but maybe a couple bananas. I'd be down with that. Sure. Gunther switches gears, though, to Ludwig, and we see a recap of last Monday where Kaiser just took the absolute beating to Kofi Kingston. Gunther loved it, man. He wants a hug. 
Give that man a hug. Xavier Woods is not happy. He is here, and he is not happy to the hug fest. Listen, if you're going to be hugging in that ring, he wants to be a part of it. No, that's not what it's about. <laughs> but he comes out, you know, he's pissed, and they have a problem. Last week, Kaiser took it 10 steps too far. He spoke to Kofi earlier, and Kaiser is the reason Kofi isn't here tonight. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, right? I thought that Kaiser stomped Cozy, Cody's, sorry, Kofi's eye into the steel steps. I think that kind of goes without saying that he's probably not going to be here tonight. But Xavier's going to extract his pound of flesh. So tonight they have a match. And does Ludwig have to ask permission from his daddy to do so? I love it. It's great. Crowd reacted real well to it as well. And I like how the commentator says Kofi's not going to be here tonight because with the beating that he got last week, he'll be out a couple of days. <laughs> that was so funny. Royal Rumble's coming up, but he'll just be out a couple of days. The beating, he got murdered last week. He'll be out a couple of days. <laughs> you know, sorry. I, I know. We saw, we saw him potentially lose an eye last week, but it'll be just a couple of days. He'll be good. They'll put a glass one in there. It's okay. It's but here comes the ref. They pull the two of them apart, and we're going to get an actual match, which is actually a, a huge surprise. We haven't seen Xavier Woods for weeks now and he comes back in this match and he just solidifies this growing feud between imperium and the new day going forward kaiser's moveset is extremely basic but everything that he does is extremely believable and has a very deadly approach to it this guy's finisher is an insiguri which on numerous times it's funny if you look at internet reviews they call it a drop kick and i'm like well, what are you seeing it's absolutely an insiguri kick but in this match, we have both men just chopping the hell out of each other. Xavier Woods looks extremely brutal in this match. He comes off almost in that heelish fashion that it looked like they were trying to push him in. Um, but obviously, you just can't turn them heel. They're they're too good as faces. They're too loved. So Woods gets the upper hand. He corners Kaiser, and he's hitting chop after chop, stomp after stomp. Woods at one point looks directly at the camera and he is just bleeding from his mouth. He's got it all over his teeth and looks crazy, but he is hyped up. Kaiser grabs a chair, tries to do the same thing that he did to Kofi to Woods, but Woods, but uh, Woods ducks it and Kaiser sits, sorry, he sits Kaiser out on the table and beats him down. Kaiser fish hooks the face. Woods grabs the chair and he does what he did to Kofi. He tosses it directly at Kaiser. The crowd pops huge for this. The crowd pops huge, but by doing so, Xavier Woods has just lost the match. Um, I love how much the crowd enjoyed when that chair was thrown at Kaiser. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. excellent. After the match, these guys just want to keep going at it. So it isn't done yet. Xavier Woods very slowly goes over to the timekeeper area. The camera makes sure that you can only see Xavier Woods as he's doing so, because as soon as he turns, you know he's getting hit by the Insiguri into the chair, right into the face of Xavier Woods. I don't know about you, Randy, but that looked like it hurt Kaiser a little bit more than it hurt yeah, Woods. What do you think? <laughs> 100% looked like his... Uh... Uh, foot there. What do you call that? Uh, bone shin, that goes shin, shin, shin. Yes, yeah. that uh goes off. Hit the chair a little hard. It was pretty loud as well. I will yeah. say one thing, and please don't don't hate me, internet world on this. When it went to the commercial break, when um Xavier there got his face bust open or his teeth, I guess you can say. Yeah. When yeah. he looked into the camera, all I could see was carrot top. 
So I could not <laughs> take the match seriously after that. I'm sorry. Because every time he looked, he looked in that mean look into the thing. And all I could see was carrot top, <laughs> carrot top, carrot top all over the place. So well, please. Yeah. I it made his teeth look really big and white, having the blood all over it, too. So he did look very carrot top. But his hair, hair every, like everything about it, like, you know, carrot top on these rants as of late. So uh, that's all I could see. I love Ludwig, you know that, but it just dropped me out of the match for Xavier. Yep. I'm sorry. Xavier doing his best version of Jacked Carrot Top when he was back in celebrity wrestling for <laughs> that's sure it. there. That's <laughs> it. Nah, that, that's a great comparison there, but uh, a fun match and, you know, a, a nice reminder that Xavier Woods is still here and, and good to see him healthy enough to be in this match as well. Mm -hmm. Um being reminded about somebody that's still here backstage, we go to Bronson Reed just wearing all black. And he's saying every man who holds a title in the WWE who doesn't realize it sooner or later, it will belong to him. Okay. Again, like give me some wins and then let's talk about titles because what title are we even talking about at this point? Like for Bronson, seriously, Randy. Intercontinental, I think what he tried to do before, but. Yeah, or heavyweight. It no, can't no. be IC. Like, Seth. honestly, man, I feel like for Bronson, I feel like his first break in the title picture will be a, some type of weird, weirdly designed tag team. That's what I think. The big men, I don't know what to call them. We'll see what <laughs> they'll be called. We'll see. Ivar and Bronson Reed. Um, Viking, Viking and Kiwi. Kiwi Vikings. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. We'll return to the show here. Byron walks up to Xavier Woods. And that's where his emotions are at. Woods gets completely attacked by Ludwig Kaiser. And look who's here to save the day, Randy. It's Jey Uso. He's here on Raw. So I guess next week we're going to have Kaiser versus Jey Uso for whatever reason. For like, I don't know, uh, the rides to the, the pride of the New Day. Uh, apparently Jey Uso is maybe a new member of the New Day now. Taking Big E's spot. Maybe. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, no, I hope not. <laughs> I absolutely hope not. <laughs> All right. Another random match to keep going here on Monday Night Raw because this is the strangest Raw we've reviewed in a long time. It's Ivar versus Akira Tozawa. Ivar starts off the match with a huge clothesline, dropping Akira with ease, of course. Akira rolls into the corner. Ivar lifts him and smushes his, his face a few times. Akira with a right hand to get out of the corner. Akira ducks the right, hits a spinning kick to the face, tries to do a whip, but Ivar holds on, lifts and catches Akira over his head and hits a DDT. Oh, sorry, he counters with a DDT. Then Akira follows up with the very popular Hogan shirt rip. Bum, bum, bum. Everybody loves that spot. Towards the end of the match here, we got Maxine on the apron for the distraction. Of course, Maxine Dupree is a very distracting lady, so Akira can hit an insiguri. Followed up with a sunset flip to actually pin Ivar. Man, it was a match that was maybe about a minute and a half when you look at actual bell time to bell time. And uh, it happened. Randy, that match happened. We Tozawa with the big win. The big, big win. Squashing. I no, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was weird, especially with something that happens a little later on or what they talk about. So I didn't really understand um what they were doing with this match i guess i get it right no i don't get it to be honest with you no honest i honestly think uh uh wwe is being a little 
uh, reckless putting this win, especially with something that's happening later on. Like, like I said, you see in WWE. But uh, speaking about yeah. reckless, Destiny Wrestling is coming to Oshawa. Play sponsored ad here. Hey, did you know that Saturday, February 24th, Destiny World Wrestling returns to Oshawa and the Children's Arena for Destiny's Reckless? Is that the event featuring the indie god himself, Matt Cardona? You bet it is. I heard he's not going to be there alone. I heard Steph Delander showing up. I heard Fighter Flight is showing up. Vanna Black, Tara Zep, Lindsay Dorado, and a whole bunch more. Man, you better get your tickets now. They're on sale at www.destinywrestling.ca. Thank you, Destiny Wrestling. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll see you a little later on. Oh, man. <laughs> Brandy, you're getting better and better at that. I love it. You're making it's me terrible. pop every single time. <laughs> you're making, making me pop every time. <laughs> All right. But anyways, Akira and Maxine are celebrating the ring. But here comes Valhalla. She's going to attack Maxine. Then backstage, they're going to talk about how Valhalla is not going to get away with this. Ivy Nile is going to take her out again. I guess Ivy Nile is now also a part of the Alpha Academy. She's sort of on the cusp of Alpha Academy. But Chad Gable also mentions that Akira Tozawa is very close to graduating from Alpha Academy. I didn't know Alpha Academy actually had like courses, right? I want to know more about these courses, Randy. I really do. I think that they should do a vignette to give us a little more Alpha Academy in our life as far as a comedy basis goes. True. Because I feel like we're missing that, right? Like, have we got that the last couple of weeks? Like, this match was, there was not a comedy spot match. The comedy spots have definitely been provided to our truth these last couple of weeks. And he's knocked them out of the park. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like that was the best thing going about Alpha Academy. The, 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 the biggest question for me is, is where do you apply? Do I apply at Alpha Academy? Do I apply at Chase U? Which one would accept me? Would I get accepted for both? Can I get a scholarship? I don't know. I don't know. There's questions to be asked, Eric. And yeah, lots of questions to be asked. Will this be the end of Batman and Robin, for example? Who knows? We'll find out next week. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Rhea Ripley is here to break our hearts and make us just absolutely feel great about ourselves. Man, I love Rhea Ripley. She is. And she looked good last night, too. Oh, she's like, every God. week she's looking stronger, bigger, badder. It's just terrible. She looked. She looked like she's so. She looked like she's sorry. Right now in the wrestling world, Rhea Ripley is so hot that as she was walking into that arena, that snow was just melting <laughs> around her. I'm telling you, man, she is the hottest thing going on in pro wrestling, and it's undeniable. Rhea Ripley is here now. She's sick and tired of people like Nia Jax running their mouth, claiming that this is their division. You know what? I don't blame her. It's absolutely ridiculous to have Nia Jax stand in the ring and say that she's anything better than Rhea. This is a warning for the winner of the Rumble. So if you win the Rumble and you try to get your chance against Mommy, don't do it because it's just going to end up like last year. Of course, out comes Becky Lynch, and it has to be Becky Lynch. I talked about this with a friend of mine last night during raw because wwe has now made rhea ripley so dominant such a dominator that who else can be her opponent potentially for wrestlemania than becky lynch is there anybody else right now randy who's built up on the roster enough to do so just like 1970s and 60s home life the only person that can beat a mommy is a daddy 
the man. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't hate me, internet Whoa. world, on that. Whoa. But that was a good. One. But but uh, yeah, no, there is nobody else, and that's again with not Becky losing the Naya. It doesn't make sense to me, right? Uh, but yeah, you're right. You're 100 right on this. No, I agree. Um, but Rhea, honestly, there's nobody else who wants to see Becky win more than Rhea because then she knows that she gets Becky at Mania. I, I think that'll be a good match. I, I think that you've kind of put yourself into, sorry, you backed yourself into a corner where you don't really have anybody else who is elevated enough to be on that WrestleMania card. It could have been Raquel, you know, depending on these injuries that she had and how she was booked. I feel like it very easily could have been Raquel. Um, you know, mommy versus mommy would have been definitely a, a showdown that I would have loved to see, Agreed. but it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen still. Um, I just think that Becky is almost entirely written in now to mania. So, okay. Seth Rollins is in the back. He gets some mic time. He says, ah, ha, ha, I can shot. Like it's hardly, it, I can hardly understand how he says Arkansas. It's the best. But he gives Ginger some props, calling him deserving, and he wouldn't have it any other way. Man, it just it from one week to the next, right? The writing last week was like, Ginger, you're an oversight to all of us. Nobody cares about you. This week, the first time they asked Seth about Ginger, he's like, he's a deserving opponent. I love Ginger Mahal. And you know what? He probably loves the fact that Ginger Mahal got so over and so yeah. under the skin of Tony Khan. That no matter what the writers tell him to say, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to talk very good about gender this week. <laughs> he and, and Seth brought up a good point that I completely forgot about that uh, gender was the very like the very first NXT, the inaugural NXT championship. It was yeah. gender versus the commentary did a well placing this out that they were the very first match gender versus Seth. So I was happy. with Yeah. That. Yeah, you can you can see the difference in time, right? And it's it's pretty crazy between the two careers where they've gone. Um, but good for Ginger, man. Ginger's still on that Ginger's still on that contract. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Ginger is still on that contract. Before the next match starts, which is going to be the awesome truth um versus uh the judgment day. My apologies. Before the match starts. Truth comes, he hands over the, the cut of the money here to Finn and Dom, but not JD, telling JD that he is not a member of Judgment Day, so he doesn't get a cut. And I also have to mention, too, I don't think it was planned for him to drop the cash like that all over the ring. No, no. Because <laughs> it seemed to take far too long for them to collect said fake money um, yeah. when it dropped. And you could also see how or it was of a prop money. As soon yeah, as it, yeah it was terrible. It was worth some monopoly money, to be honest with you. you could see it right was. It. it was completely white. It was yeah. like completely white money. It was great. But the match starts with an R-Truth beatdown. Remember, earlier in the night, something that I did not bring up is Priest did say to R-Truth, don't tag in. Don't tag in tonight. So the match starts with R-Truth beatdown. Truth rolls outside. Truth tells Priest to tell Finn to take it easy. It's not supposed to hurt, remember? Wink, wink. I love our truth man. It's great. <laughs> Miz gets tagged in. Remember, Priest told Truth not to tag in. Not out. Miz with a clothesline. Then another. One for Priest sends him outside of the ring. He sends Finn to the apron, slides under his legs, pulling his legs down in the process, then sends Priest into the table. Over the table, 
Miz is a man on fire in this match. And and face Miz as well, keep in mind. For whatever reason, we completely turned and we love ourselves some Miz again. I guess the Gunther effect. I don't know why. I love Gunther. I don't know why people hate him so much. <laughs> Truth is behind Priest. He is about to swing, but Priest stops him. He asks if they are a team. What happened to the team? Finn rolls. Truth with a heel kick. South of heaven to truth. Priest rolls out of the ring and Finn covers one, two, three. It is a sad sight when you see all of Judgment Day standing in the ring over top of a groaned and downed R-Truth. I'm like, oh man, please don't stop this. This is like the greatest thing going on. But the winners are the Judgment Day. I'm hoping that the Truth Saga continues. Although I'm very interested to see where they go next. Um, the match itself was okay. Like I said, the earlier tag match that we had between DIY and JD and Dom was better than this one. Way better. Um, I will elaborate more on in this corner, but this match was colluded right from the start. Yeah. Um, our truth, Wink, was not supposed to tag in. Why the f did he start the match? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, made no Miz being there uh, didn't even make a play. Um, there should have been more story within the match to me with our truth and 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 comedy in it. That's how you Wade Wade Barrett even called it out. Like, sorry, Michael Cole even said, like, why is he in the ring then? If he told him not to start, exactly. Wade Barrett was just like, he told him not to tag in Cole, not that he couldn't be it's, in the ring. Yeah, um, it, so it was very colluded. Um, I don't know. Uh, listen to In This Corner, you'll hear my view. But at one point, Wade Barrett called Michael Cole, I think, the architect of announcer mistakes. And it was so funny <laughs> because even even Michael Cole laughed about it. That's right. But Man, yeah, I don't, we're so hard on Michael Cole. I'm not so hard on him. But this does internet wrestling community is so hard on the guy. Well, while we're talking about it, I want to make sure nobody in the best of put Wade Barrett as best commentator where I voted for it. I didn't even hear my percentage. So I think I was the only one that did because he's been fired last year. He has been. But you know what the problem was with that question and I'm kind of going on a tangent here? It wasn't only commentator. It was on air personality. personality so yeah. commentator or announcer. And as far as somebody who really brings something special to the product, I went with Samantha Irving because I think that she's one of the highlights of the show every week. She doesn't wrestle and she's not on screen. You just hear her voice. It's incredible. Anyways, sorry about the tangent there. But we're heading backstage where Jinder Mahal is meditating. He says he has absolute clarity for himself after a seven-year drought, but the whispers are starting to pour in. He is the most talked about star since 2024 and it's time to take notice. And you know what? He's not wrong. He, ain't wrong. he is the biggest trending star right now on Twitter. Not anymore, but definitely after yesterday. the whole Tony Khan <laughs> thing yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after the match was done, I think all of the hype probably went it, down. Died. We all know why. We all I, know looked, why. I looked at the analytics on YouTube. Yeah, it all went down after. Oh, damn immediately <laughs> okay sounds good but shinsuke is here and he's going to get a quick promo talking about the rumble last week he couldn't cause the des the desired amount of pain or get the result that he wanted this makes him angry and he still is hungry cody should keep an eye open because their story doesn't end until he says so and he'll see him in the rumble 
again, another one of those vignettes where you're like, win a match and then you can talk about <laughs> how Cody better watch out for you and everybody better watch out for you. Seth, Cody, all of these guys that you cannot beat. Mid-card. Uh, but so this is a difference from Shinsuke to Drew that I enjoy these things with Shinsuke. I like the fiery thing from it. Um, as Eric rolls his eyes at me, um, I like the vignettes. Yeah. I love the vignettes. I just after a little while, yeah, to make he's it not the war- make- he's not the warrior that he's trying to play himself off to be in these vignettes. He should be a killer. That's he should right. be an assassin. He should at least be able to take out some other mid card guys and not just get pushed into these main event spots where we know he's not going to be able to take it home. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Anyways, that's the only reason why I rolled my eyes. I didn't roll my mm-hmm. eyes because I disagree with Randy at all, or I don't like Randy. It's just that point. So I'm sorry, Randy. I'll send you a, a bushel of bananas to your house to apologize. Thank you. Please do. <laughs> all right. Talking about apologies, here's Natalia and Tegan Knox versus Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. And this is our second female uh, tag team match of the night. So to the point that I made earlier, they really are trying to put this division in our eyes and maybe this is happening a little bit more because not everybody could make it to raw because of travel plans, but either way it did happen. Right. Um, I even forgot this was a thing for a second, right. When they were talking about it earlier, but it just seems like they're trying to push the tag division into the viewer's eyes more towards the end of the match here. We have a super kick by Knox. Natty drops Shayna Baszler, a right hand by Zoe. Shayna grabs the Carafuta clutch. Natty turns this into a pin. She cannot get the three. Shayna escapes and rolls into a submission, and Natty taps. So, like I said, we got a little bit more time given to this match and a little bit more time for us to take notice of the female tag division. I felt like this one was obviously better than the Candice LeRae-Indy Hartwell match, um, but it, it, the matches still aren't lighting the world on fire. They're not letting the world on fire and they're not long enough to make anybody notice. Like this one was longer than you're right. The other one. But if we have a three hour show and we're only seeing them seven minutes in a three hour show, right? That's if they're going to make it, make it seven minutes of nonstop. Let's take notice type thing. So I agree with you on that. I actually want to put apology out there to Natalia too. So she's been taking a lot of pins and everything as of late. Um, Yeah. The news is out there already. She's been training a lot of people at to the home dungeon, right? So taking the time out to make make all the the people better, like a Jade Cargill, so on and so forth. So I take back all the bad stuff, Maddie. I said about you. Yes, you are worrying about the next generation coming up. So yes, train them like um, they should to be noticed. So. Thank you, Natty. Yeah, I will say thank you. Yeah, no, you're you're right. She's back at the dungeon. Um, she yeah. had Jade Cargill there recently. She said that they had a great session. Man, we're still waiting for Jade Cargill to make her way onto TV. I mean, it's got to be the Rumble now, Randy. Right? Yeah, uh, they got to be saving her for the Rumble. The Rumble, or either after Becky Rhea, right? Whoever wins that, right? You're so right. it could be that. But uh, yeah, is she ready? Um, but. Yeah, hopefully Rumble. Because nobody, the best thing is nobody talk about her. So people forget because when she makes the debut again or whatever face appeared, then that's when she's going to take over. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. All right. So we are, we are here. 
We're here at the main event of the evening, the big match, the match that everybody has been looking forward to. And I have to say that I was looking forward to this match much, much more than I probably should have been. Uh, much more than many main events that I have seen in a long time on Monday Night Raw. And it's crazy to think, and it's not only because of the Twitter trends, it's just because it's hard to ignore the hype when the hype is created, right? Last night, even before Raw started, there were pictures of a new set. There were um, display showing that they had more fireworks set up, more pyro was set up for tonight. So there was a lot of discussion, even like we said yesterday, that maybe Damian Priest might cash in, right? So there was a lot going on in this match, a lot potentially happening that you was were... even outside of the gender hype. Yes, I could not believe because you normally watch it the next morning, but mm -hmm. I noticed you last night and with all your excitement, you're like, well, I got to get this done because after this commercial is Jinder and Seth. And I was like, wow, he stayed up all <laughs> night for the Jinder, right? So I, did. I, I was very happy and see you so excited. Dude, I I'm was super sorry excited. for your disappointment. <laughs> I was super excited. You know what? I wasn't that disappointed either oh. because I thought that the match was excellent. I thought that it was really, I thought that Jinder Mahal did everything that he had to do in this match and more like he definitely looked like a believable threat here, especially when you had Indashir there jumping up on the apron, constantly getting involved um, throughout the match. Jinder is just continuing to try to finish it. Like he's not even getting into like his moveset, right? He's just trying to go straight to pin every single time. It's like he was almost playing like uh, WCW Nitro and N64 <laughs> against a better opponent. And you want to drain that life bar as fast as possible. And you want to make sure that you grab that pin count. But, you know, to Seth's uh, credit, that is not going to happen in this match. So let's continue to break this down a little bit more here. Seth gets keeps on trying for his pedigree here in the match. Seth is definitely hindered because... His knee is hurt uh, in the match here. He is dealing with a little bit of a working a knee injury. Um, even with that, though, he hits a knee to the side of the head of Jinder Mahal at one point, which sends Jinder back into the ring from the apron. He looks to the top of the ramp, and here comes Damian Priest. Sorry, Damian Priest with his briefcase. I almost said Damian briefcase. <laughs> But that leads us to the first break, of course. So back from the break here, we have the two guys slugging away at each other, which is followed by Seth with a huge forearm and Lariat to take Mahal down. Seth rushes to the top rope to a crossbody, tries to get a three count, but just can't put down the Jinda. He can't hinder the Jinda. We get a super kick to Jinder and Seth to the apron. Sheer is out here waiting. Seth pauses with that. But a springboard sent on off of the top. Moonsault now. And again, another close two count. Ginger up. He hits the Falcon Arrow. Nobody ever gets a pin from his Falcon Arrow, Randy. Not Never. one person. Only Taka Michinoku could finish a match with a Michinoku driver. But Seth continues to favor the knee, right? And eventually hits the pedigree, but really doesn't get all of it because he's doing a really good job of selling that knee. He climbs to the top rope, flies for a splash, but Ginger moves out of the way. And here comes Damian Priest with his briefcase. But much to my dissatisfaction, here comes Drew McIntyre to stop him from cashing in. 
boo mcintyre boo. boo yeah i was like god damn it just let the guy cash in like we're almost listen we are talking about money in the bank here in toronto we're selling like tickets are on sale man can we just cash in that briefcase even if it's not going to be successful part of me wanted him to cash in so badly tonight and fail just so he could drive priest in some type of a different direction here yeah. with judgment day or even bring out that you know that maniac right bring out that murderer side that we've seen before of priest on the indie scene like we need that back we need some darkness back here with priest i do love the judgment day stuff of our truth but i'd like to see damian priest be a killer again so maybe i'm asking for a little bit too much am Probably. i asking for too much yes okay i'm sorry <laughs> anyways uh Ginger calls for his crew to do something. They check under the apron. Veer hops under the apron. Sorry, yeah, Veer Mahan, believe it or not, hops on the apron to distract, and the other guy tosses Ginger to the chair. Boom. The chair gets involved. Veer also with the briefcase and clocks Seth. The crowd is terrified and excited at the same <laughs> time as Ginger Mahal hits the Colossus for a cover. One, two, two point nine. No, somehow Seth kicks out. Oh my God. Ginger tries to finish it one more time with a follow-up Colossus, but Seth somehow reverses it, like twisting Ginger into a stomp. The reversal looks great. That's the win, folks. Seth Rollins takes home his title. Poor Ginger Mahal will go back off into nothingness, but it really was a solid main event. And I felt like, like I said at the start, I felt like Ginger did everything that he had to do to make us believe that he could win this match. Wow. Anyways, yeah, Randy, that's uh, that was Monday Night Raw. That was Monday Night Raw. Um, not an incredible match by any means. It's not a five star match, but it definitely was. You know, uh, it was worth it for me to stay up. <laughs> it was worth it for me to stay up, but I'd like—I'd like to hear, and I am dying to hear. What were your thoughts on Monday Night Raw, Eric? B, I'm glad that you enjoyed that match and you stayed up, um, and we're excited about it. But what did I think? What did I think of this week's WWE Raw? Don't hinder the gender. Welcome to in this corner. Welcome to In This Corner with Zane. Well, Eric B., I'm going to start from the end and work my way front. Ginger Mahal versus Seth Rollins. Eric B. may have liked it, but I didn't. Uh, I get parts of the match or whatever it may be, but Ginger, uh, Ginger was Ginger. I'm not saying that he's a bad wrestler. There's a reason why he was a heavyweight champion before 
he just looks slow and not stiff, but just like he, he, he personally was stiff. He didn't sell me as the big guy. Um, but this is where I'm going to give myself the blame because I was excited like Eric B2 and really wanted to see that. So it could be on me. Yes, Damian Priest trying to cash in again. Eric B, I was keeping my tongue bit while you were talking. You know what's going to happen? I'm starting to really think. I don't think Damian Priest is going to cash it in on time. I think it's going to get interrupted every single time. And maybe when that time limit runs out, he's going to try it. And guess what? He won't be able to do it. Maybe that could be the storyline with this briefcase. Natalia, Tegan Knox, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark. I'll pass. Um, awesome Truth and the Miz versus the Judgment Day. Again, ah, uh, it colluded. It didn't seem right. Our Truth is a star. Make it more comedic during the match, so on and so forth. Um, I guess it got what it was, but again, I wasn't a big fan of it. One thing that I did enjoy, though, coming back was JD asking for his cut in a little vignette. You're not part of the Judgment Day and getting nothing. I thought that was funny. Tazawa, Ivar, again, don't get it. Really don't know, especially when you have Chad Gable wrestling them next week. Why? Tazawa could take a loss. It's not like he hasn't lost before, right? Ludwig. That was probably the better thing, but again, carrot top. That's all I could see through the match. And last but not least, I'm just going to go. I'm going to skip the Candice LeRae Indies as well. We'll just go right to the Johnny Gargano and uh, <laughs> Chompa versus the Judgment Day. Best match of the night. DIY. Good job. Finally giving them the push. Putting them on the pedestal that they deserve to be on. Um, definitely match of the night. If I were going to give this Raw a scale of thumbs up or thumbs down by using two hands, I would put one thumb completely down, the other thumb three quarters down, I guess you can say, three quarters, because the last two weeks of Raw have not been as good as the last two months of Raw for me. So that was my opinion, and thank you for listening to In This Corner. Randy, thank you so much for your opinion, man. Love your opinion, always. And yeah, I mean, this, like I said, this Raw peaked really early for us. We early. we got 40 minutes into the show, and then the rest of it was drawn along. So I I would hate to pretend that I watched the entire show live, because I absolutely didn't, but I did tune into the entire first match because it was amazing um second match i started to lose it because the female tag division unfortunately does that for me even if they are trying to push that it is relevant and hopefully it becomes a little more relevant maybe let's get those belts over to smackdown let's get some smackdown tag teams to come over to raw sometimes and vice versa give us some more people give us a little bit more meat on the bones but yeah folks that was the draw straws review so I hope that you enjoyed listening to me and Randy ramble, 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 ramble at each other for about 45 minutes to an hour here. I think it would have been about that long, Randy. I think yep. it would have been about that long. But uh, yeah, Randy, tell people where they can find you if they want to harass you. 
find me they can find us we're on youtube folks and you guys have been yeah. adding us uh go to youtube just add draw straws raw thank you subscribe like share whatever it may be. comment like it don't like it uh like ginger don't like ginger whatever it may be <laughs> like me don't like me i know we all love eric so you just tell eric you like him too so yes follow us <laughs> at draw straw raw um yes we are part of sunday night main event as well we have a plethora of fantastic shows on the network we'll start with the main show sunday night's main event hosted by boris aguilar definitely go take a listen we have the law live audio wrestling brady wedham and chris tidwell amazing show amazing 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 show um we also have steve swift and his rambling reviews he has a couple of them Right. Enjoy NXT review. And I think he's on Portland right now. So that's amazing as well. Don't forget about Collision Catch Up with our good friends, Matthew Grant and Aaron Grant. We also mm-hmm. have the not to be named as of yet, the AEW Dynamite No Name Review Show hosted by Boris Aguilar and our friend Xavier. Thank you. Great show every week. Can't forget about straight talk wrestling with our friends george mckay and uncle uncle bobby b on mlw rewind and of course the smack daddies smacking that with father feltham and brad the dad one of my favorite shows wwe programs rule that's all i gotta say but yes oh yeah as well as tna wrestling is back with my buddy is, is is it gonna be new named as well there do i need to create a new logo nope, for no, you no. eric b no the the Give impactful podcast the impactful podcast is still alive thank you to tna for not changing the name of their program we are still tna impact so the impactful podcast is still alive it won't die um i've tried to kill it it just okay. won't die <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing it weekly for you fine folks who give a darn about what's going on in tna wrestling on a weekly basis fantastic fantastic yeah so, yeah that's it for that's it for this week folks so thanks again for tuning in until the next time please take care of yourselves and each other and continue to live your lives impactfully go bills go live Love. Oh, live, laugh, love wrestling, everybody. I'm screwing <laughs> everything up this week. Monkeys never clubs. I wouldn't finish it without that. Deuces! Deuces! Chiquita banana and I've come to say bananas have to ripen in a certain way and when they're flecked with brown and have a golden hue bananas taste the best and are the best for you you can put them in a salad grief no not yet my dear that greenish way you're looking means that you are ripe for cooking how about me no no when you are fully ripe my dear those little flecks of brown appear me you're most digestible, my friend. Delicious, too, from end to end. You can put them in a pie. Oh.